the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a battle going on for the souls of men. The taste of war is ever dear. But I am safe within the arms of God's dear bride. She is the keeper of my soul. She is the church of Christ. I'll not Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Breidenbaugh of the Gospel Defender Ministries. This gospel message will encourage and equip those who have ears to hear to be a Christian, clothed with the armor of a gospel defender. Ladies and gentlemen, in this hour, let us consider the question, Baptism, Baptism, where is baptism? Every faithful gospel preacher who has taken a firm stand upon the Word of God and who has proclaimed the gospel plan of salvation that includes faith, repentance, confession of one's faith in Jesus, as the Christ who resurrected from the dead, being immersed in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and faithfully living the Christian life unto the day of one's death, I suppose that every faithful gospel preacher who has preached that plan of salvation has been confronted at one time or another with the question, Baptism! Baptism! Where is baptism? Those who are unable to explain away or adequately and biblically respond to the several scriptures that very plainly teach the necessity to be immersed in water for salvation, for the remission of sins, are known to eventually resort to the tactic of asking this question. Their tactic is simply this. When you cannot reconcile denominational dogma with scriptures, such as Mark 16, verse 16, that teaches he who believes and is baptized will be saved, simply take the route of the infidel, deny the veracity of the scriptures. Simply reject what cannot be refuted and go somewhere else in the scriptures where salvation is discussed without baptism in water being mentioned in the text. 
It matters not that this is not good exegesis of the scriptures. It matters not that this is not rightly dividing the word of truth. And it matters not that it certainly is not going to get anyone into the sin-cleansing, soul-saving blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you cannot explain it, ignore that it, Mark 16, verse 16, and additional scriptures is the rule. To expose the error of those who shout, Baptism, baptism, where is baptism? Let us now consider a few verses that indeed do not mention the necessity of baptism when discussing salvation. Let us consider just a few of the many scriptures that mention only faith is necessary for salvation. For example, in John 3, verse 16, it is written, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Those of you who heard these words may be asking the question at this time, Baptism, baptism! Where is baptism in John 3, verse 16? Before answering this question, let us move on to John 3, verse 18, where it is written, He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Someone is asking, Preacher, Baptism, baptism, where is baptism in John 3, verse 18? We move on to John 3, verse 36, where it is written, He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. I can hear some of you loud and clear asking, Preacher, where is baptism in John 3, verse 36? I want to give you as much ammunition as you need, so listen to what the Spirit says in John 5, verse 24. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. Again, you are coming in loud and clear. Preacher, where is baptism in John 5, verse 24? And now the last scripture I will put into your arsenal of defense is Romans 5, verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I have removed my hearing aids and am still able to hear you. Preacher, where is baptism in Romans 5, verse 1? In Romans 5, verse 1, where is baptism? In John 5, verse 24, where is baptism? In John 3, verse 36, where is baptism? In John 3, 18, where is baptism? In John 3, verse 16, where is baptism? Ladies and gentlemen, I refuse to be part of the gang that tries to work the illegitimate, irreverent baptism, baptism, where is baptism rule of interpretation concerning these five verses to refute what the Word of God says concerning the part 
baptism plays in the salvation of men. Now, if you want to do that, go ahead, but I must warn you, beware tampering with the Word of God in this way. As for me, I have no difficulty in believing with every fiber of my heart every word in the five isolated verses of Scripture I have quoted for your benefit. And therefore, I will in no wise attempt to undermine the veracity of God's Word by even suggesting that because immersion in water is not mentioned in any of those verses, the doctrine of baptism in water for the remission of sins has no validity. The reason I refuse to do this because those scriptures are in perfect harmony with Hebrews 11, verse 6. Without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. What we have in those five scriptures, John 3.16, John 3.18, John 3.36, John 5.24, and Romans 5, verse 1, and there are several others, of course, is the non-negotiable biblical truth that faith or belief is essential to receive salvation. But because of only faith is mentioned in these scriptures regarding what is required for salvation, those of the baptism, baptism, where is baptism camp have erroneously concluded that one can be saved by faith alone without being immersed in water in the name of the one who saves. Now remember, ladies and gentlemen, the only reason this camp thinks this is because there is no mention of baptism in water in any of the five scriptures we have cited more than once. Of course, following this illogical rule of biblical interpretation, one must also teach that neither repentance nor confession of one's faith in Christ is necessary for salvation, since neither of those doctrines is mentioned in any one of the five verses of Scripture. Personally, I do not know of one solitary faith-only or faith-alone preacher who believes that neither repentance nor confession of one's faith is not essential for salvation, just because they are not mentioned in those five scriptures. My question in this hour, and your question, ought to be the same. If the five faith scriptures I have cited do not exclude the necessity of repentance, and they don't, why must they exclude the necessity of baptism in water, which they don't? And if these five scriptures, faith scriptures, do not exclude the necessity of one to confess his or her faith in Jesus Christ, and they certainly do not, why then must they exclude the necessity to be baptized in water for the remission of sins, which again they do not? Or let me ask this question in this way. If repentance is also a condition necessary to receive salvation, in addition to faith, and it is, though not mentioned in these and other faith scriptures, why cannot immersion in water be another condition necessary for salvation, which it is, 
though it is not mentioned in these and other faith scriptures. Why isn't immersion in water a condition essential for salvation, which it is, though not mentioned in any of the five isolated verses I have read? These rhetorical questions should be sufficient to demonstrate the fact, the truth, that no verse of Scripture can mean any less than what it says. But there can be additional truth concerning the matter of receiving salvation contained in other Scripture. Nevertheless, let us in this hour, for the benefit of those who continue to ask, where is baptism? And those who preach from the pulpit that baptism has nothing to do with salvation, point them to scriptures where baptism does have something to do with salvation. Let us at this time go to perhaps the most famous and well-known passage of scripture, used by those who preach from the pulpit, Baptism, baptism, where is baptism? It is found in Acts 16 where the record of the conversion of the Philippian jailer is recorded. To get to the point, let me bring to your remembrance that a man, a heathen, a pagan, an unbelieving jailer in the city of Philippi, after coming close to committing Harry Carey, asked Paul and Silas in verse 30, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? The answer to this famous question is just as famous. It is recorded in verse 31. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. Those who cannot or who will not look beyond their denominational faith only or faith alone position are quick, too quick, to point out that absent from both Apostle Paul's and Silas's reply, is a command to the jailer to be immersed in water for salvation. They are told, we are told, to just believe. And so it has been concluded, erroneously but nevertheless concluded, that because this one solitary verse does not mention baptism, it therefore has nothing to do with receiving salvation. If we carry this method of interpretation to its illogical conclusion, Acts 16, verse 31, also teaches disturbing doctrines that non-immersionists refuse to accept. If Acts 16, verse 31, teaches that immersion in water is not necessary for salvation, then the Apostle Paul and Silas were also teaching the Philippian jailer that he did not need to repent of his sins. Further, that same verse of Scripture that records the answer that the Apostle Paul and Silas gave to the Philippian jailer also teaches that the Philippian jailer did not need to confess his faith in Jesus Christ. If it is heresy to pit Acts 16 verse 31 against Luke 13 verse 3 and Luke 13 verse 5, which both teach that repentance of sin is necessary for salvation, then, ladies and gentlemen, I have absolutely no equivocation to say that it is also wrong to pit Acts 16, verse 31, against the following statement of the one who went to the cross for the sins of all men. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. I also have absolutely no equivocation to say that it is also wrong 
to pit Acts 16, verse 31, against the statement of one of Christ's chosen apostles who said in Acts 2, verse 38, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. If it is wrong to pit Acts 16, verse 31, against those verses of Scripture, which teach that one must repent, and that one must confess his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation, it is also wrong to pit Acts 16, verse 31, against Mark 16, verse 16, and Acts 2, verse 38. It is tempting here to go into great detail to point out the whole episode of this Acts 16 conversion account, which in fact did include immersion in water for salvation, when verse 33 is permitted to be included in the account. But in the interest of time, let us make this observation. Acts 16, verse 31, in no wise negates the necessity of immersion in water for salvation, any more than it negates the necessity of repentance for salvation, or any more than it negates the necessity for one to confess one's faith in Christ for the remission of sins. Let us hear the conclusion of this whole matter concerning the question, Baptism, baptism, where is baptism in Acts 16 by saying, you will find it in verse 33. It should be exceedingly obvious, and I believe it is for those who are unbiased and sincere seekers of the truth, that when a scripture refers to a certain condition of salvation, other conditions of salvation not included in that scripture are not excluded or negated. As I said before, I will say here again, no one verse of scripture can mean any less than what it says. But there can be additional truth to be obeyed. Just to make sure that this is known to be the truth of the matter, consider these five scriptures. First, Romans 10, verse 10. With the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. This verse teaches that faith is necessary for salvation, but where is repentance? Where is faithfulness? Does this mean that Romans 10 verse 10 teaches that neither repentance nor faithfulness is necessary for salvation? May it never be said. Second Acts 17 verse 30, God now commands all men everywhere to repent. This verse teaches that repentance is necessary for salvation. But where is faith? Where is confession? Does this mean that Acts 17, verse 30, teaches that neither faith nor confession is necessary for salvation? May it never be said. Third, Romans 10, verse 9. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. This verse teaches that the confession of one's faith in Christ is necessary for salvation, but where is faith? Where is repentance? 
Does this mean that Romans 10 verse 9 teaches that neither faith nor repentance is necessary for salvation? May that never be said. Fourth, Mark 16 verse 16. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. This verse teaches that both faith and immersion in water is necessary for salvation, but where is repentance? Where is confession? Does this mean that Mark 16, verse 16, teaches that neither repentance nor confession is necessary for salvation? May it never be said. Fifth, Revelation 2, verse 10. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. This verse teaches that living the Christian life unto death is necessary for salvation, but it makes no mention of faith. It makes no mention of repentance. It makes no mention of confession. It makes no mention of immersion in water. Does this mean that Revelation 2 verse 10 teaches that neither faith nor repentance nor confession nor immersion is essential for salvation? May it never be said. All this should make the truth obvious. Though only one condition of salvation may be mentioned in any given specific scripture, all the other conditions of salvation are not excluded and certainly not negated. When one studies the conversion accounts in the book of Acts, one will discover different people were told to do different things to receive salvation. Some people, like the Philippian jailer of Acts 16, verse 31, were told to believe. Some were told to repent and be baptized, such as those on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, verse 38. Some were told to be baptized, such as Saul of Tarsus in Acts 22, verse 16. Does this mean there are different plans of salvation for different people? According to some preachers, it does. But no, this simply means that these and others were at different stages in their conversion process. It was needless to tell the Philippian jailer to repent until he first believed. It was needless to tell those in Acts 2 to believe when they already did. And likewise, it was needless to tell Saul of Tarsus to repent when he had already done that. The fact of the matter is, there are many things mentioned in the New Testament as being essential for saving us from our sins. Ladies and gentlemen, every condition God has placed between the sinner and the promised blessing of salvation is indispensable to the receiving of that blessing. Just because you do not see or you do not read every one of those conditions in a single verse does not mean that those not included in a particular verse of Scripture are not necessary for salvation. Only the infidel or the spiritually ignorant and blind would dare discredit one Scripture by contesting it against another Scripture. And there are many infidels and ignoramuses out there in religion. And so now, ladies and gentlemen, we are finally ready to answer the question. Baptism, baptism, where is baptism? Ladies and gentlemen, it is throughout the New Testament Word of God. There's a battle going on for the souls of 
taste of war is ever dear But I am safe within the arms of God's dear bride She is the keeper of my soul She is the church of Christ I'll not surrender I'll not surrender I'll not surrender I know I'll always be A gospel defender Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Breidenbaugh speaking. You have just heard another Gospel Defender Ministries radio broadcast brought to you by the church that Jesus built and preaches all of the word to all of the world. Jesus said in Mark 16, verse 16, He who believes and is baptized will be saved. So find someone today who will immerse you into Christ today before it is everlastingly too late. Our mailing address is Gospel Defender Ministries, Post Office Box 575, Chillicothe, C-H-I-L-L-I-C-O-T-H-E, Chillicothe, Ohio, Zip 45601. You can also contact us through the World Wide Web at gospel-defender.org or by email at agosdef, A-G-O-S-D-E-F, agosdef at roadrunner.com. At your request, a written transcript or an audio copy of today's message will be sent to you free of charge with no obligation from you now or in the future. We need to hear from you as soon as possible, so please take the time to contact us today. Now, until you and I meet again at this same time and at this same place, our prayer is that you will be steadfastly set for the defense of the gospel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 